Welcome to the Michael Welch Podcast. Did you enjoy Conference Championship Week? We had a game that went sideways real quick, unfortunately, in the San Francisco 49ers and the Eagles, and a barn burner in the Bengals Chiefs that had a last-minute uh, flag there that could have possibly changed the trajectory. So let's start Niners and Eagles, a 31-7 to finish there. So we started off pretty hot. The Eagles went for fourth and three on their own 33-yard line, converted on a one-handed Devontae Smith catch down to the 6.5-yard line by my estimate. Replays later showed that he didn't quite complete that catch as he fell. He kind of juggled it in his belly and it bounced off the ground. So that could have been possibly a game-changing play there. Oh, game-changing. Fourth down, so it would have been a turnover there. The crew later said, um, Tony Romo and the broadcast crew, a little bit later in the quarter, said the officials didn't have enough time to get that camera angle to make a call or a challenge play to, uh, to stop the uh, next play because the Eagles were so quick there to snap the ball, they just didn't have a chance to review. They didn't have the angle or time to review in a critical game whether the catch was made or not. How fucking stupid and ridiculous is that with all the officials on the field and, of course, watching from the main office in uh, Connecticut, I believe. Just didn't have a chance to uh, correct that play. Just absurd. So that's on the opening drive, sets up a Miles Sanders rushing touchdown as the offensive line for the uh, Eagles there. It looks pretty good early against the number one defense. Uh, now, Reddick forces a fumble on the 49ers next drive, the great defensive end there for the Eagles. Purdy's third turnover in his starting career here, uh, what, seven, eight starts now, his uh, first fumble of the year, and the medical staff was looking at kind of his wrist Afterwards, and as we find out later, of course, it appears to be an elbow injury, which knocks him out of the game for Josh Johnson. Now, the Eagles are held to a three and out on their next drive, and they really fail to take advantage of the 49ers for, uh, for a little bit here, and that defense really gives them some fits. So Josh Johnson comes in at quarterback then for the next few drives. The old Kansas State Wildcat, I believe, he's been in the league for, is it like 15 years now? And played for 13 teams. He's been in the league since at least 2012, maybe earlier than that. And he was with the uh, San Francisco 49ers about a decade ago in a previous stint. So he's been around quite a long time. He is sacked and looks like he has the ball ripped out of his hands at one point for what should have been a fumble. Um, just he's falling backwards. The defensive end grabs the ball as he's falling down and rips it out of his hands. And it looks like that should have been a turnover in an Eagles possession that would have set them up on the 10-yard line right in the red zone. But that play is not uh, not challenged, but uh, arguably should have gone the other way. And that's one of the least talked about plays out of this whole incident, this whole first quarter, because the Niners punt, the Eagles stall out again, and they punt the ball. And it's a short, kind of shanked punt, and the Eagles are all pointing up at the wire that the camera runs on, the TV camera, to say that that interfered with the kick, which would essentially result in a redo uh, punt, because that sets it up at the 49ers about midfield otherwise. The referees say there's no way to definitively save the ball, hit the wire, they can't redo the kick. And we'll get to a redo play a little bit later, of course. But the officials state that there's no evidence they can't re-kick the, re-punt the football. So to wrap up the first quarter, the Eagles have a short punt 
and can't confirm if it hit the wire, can't repunt the ball, gives the 49ers great field position. There is a possible fumble that was not ruled a fumble and a turnover by the San Francisco 49ers. And there is a probable no catch by Devontae Smith that was ruled a catch on a fourth down play that set up a Eagles touchdown. So there's three plays that could have all easily gone another way that could have turned this game all around uh, coming out of the first quarter, at least. But the main thing would be that Purdy injury moving forward. So heading into the second quarter, we, of course, have Josh Johnson still looking pretty pathetic. More penalties than positive yardage to the first couple of drives that get Christian McCarthy finally involved a little bit more, and he gets them on the board after a 20-yard run. And that's just a great individual play by him. He was about to get tackled at the line of scrimmage, and he hurdles a defender and breaks a run to the outside to run in a touchdown to uh, to take the lead or to tie it up there, yeah, for, the, um, for San Francisco, their only score of the entire game. The Eagles had converted almost as many fourth downs as third downs in the first half. Three third down conversions. They struggled all night on that. Two fourth down conversions as they go for a fourth down on their own 30 in the second and are able to pick that up as well. Uh, They do get a first down and a penalty committed on a third and several other penalties to help them advance down the field before Sanders breaks a big touchdown run in a five-minute drive to get their second score on the board in that second quarter. And finally, Josh Johnson. Uh, We see him for several drives, uh, but towards the end there, two minutes to go before the half, and it turns into a real just implosion by the San Francisco 49ers. Josh Johnson, I believe it's his third drive, fourth drive maybe at this point, bobbles a snap. He gets a good pass away. uh, Second down, second play of that drive. He actually fumbles the football. Eagles recover. And the 49ers commit to several penalties to give the Eagles a shorter and shorter field for Boston Scott this time, who punches in the third rushing touchdown of the game for the Eagles to take a 21-7 halftime lead in this one. To start the third, Josh Johnson is rocked, gets concussed, knocked out of the game, so Purdy comes back in at quarterback. I believe there are only two passing attempts from here on out, and I don't understand why teams don't have somebody else that can throw the football at all. There's discussions all the time about getting your best receivers open, get them open downfield, just so your quarterback can locate them. By that same token, all these guys, your entire roster, everyone's played football. Everyone that picks up a football to play in their backyard has thrown a football at some point. So I don't understand if you can't have a third emergency quarterback, at least have somebody else that can throw the ball 10 yards to your best receiver or best tight end or whatever, who's probably one-on-one because your defense isn't expecting you to throw the football and is stacking that box, which is what they did the rest of the game, eight in the box, more in the box to completely stop the run game. Cause you're essentially taking your receivers, some of your biggest threats out of the game by just deciding to run the ball the entire rest of the game. Even if your top quarterbacks are out because Purdy could not throw the ball anymore. One more pass attempt. Uh, there was rumors immediately that Christian McCaffrey or Kyle Zuzak, the uh, fullback would come in at quarterback And um, they kind of put Christian McCaffrey in this wildcat formation that a couple double handoffs ended back in his hands and he threw a ball downfield where no one was around. Uh, Zuzak never came in at quarterback at all, but it was just a lot of runs. And I just feel like your win percentage goes down to 5% at that point or less. So I don't know why you don't have the punter, if he has a good arm, go out there and try to throw a couple passes. I mean, your win percentage must go up to like 
10, 15, 20%. If you can move the ball a little bit, maybe uh, like 30. So I just don't understand if you, if there aren't rules in place to at least have like more quarterbacks available, like defined quarterbacks, then I, some, I would think of Kyle Shanahan or, or all these, all these great coaches and all these great guys that look at analytics. Now, something must say, you have to have somebody that can throw a football 10 yards downfield to a receiver just throw it up, let him high point the ball, catch it, come down with it, have a shot at that. The analytics must say that not running the ball every single play, even if all your quarterbacks are hurt, can be a good thing because that's exactly what happened with the Niners here. All the quarterbacks hurt by the time we're two minutes into the third quarter and they can't do anything. And that just seems absurd and poor game planning and poor management and poor pretty much everything. And I realize you don't plan on being down to your third quarterback to go into a playoff run to begin with, and then be down to your fourth guy, and then have none left. But all these guys throw footballs in practice, throw footballs for fun their entire life. I mean, if your middle linebacker can throw a decent spiral 15 yards downfield, then let him do it. I just think it's preposterous not to have uh, that as a threat. I think it's ridiculous. But the second half is really just a slug. Eagles put a couple more drives together, but it's not all gravy. Um, the 49ers do a great job keeping him in the pocket for the most part. He gets out a few times as the game goes along. 49ers get frustrated. We have a bench clearing brawl that hopefully doesn't result in any suspensions for the Super Bowl. I'd imagine the uh, office would be, uh, Goddell would be hard pressed to actually do that for the Super Bowl. I don't expect that. More penalties by the Niners as they unravel. Purdy, uh, again, throws one pass. McCaffrey throws one pass. Um, just very, very frustrating to watch. Very frustrating way for the 49ers season to end. I think they need to pursue Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers for next season. I realize that they have three quarterbacks here, any of which could be a capable starter moving forward, but you've had a Super Bowl winning capable roster for almost three years. And I've said for two of those that there's going to be a book at some point discussing how capable this roster had been and all the what ifs during the Kyle Shanahan era and all the missed opportunities. This could have been a dynasty. They've had a number of issues. Remember, there's been reports, not reports, I shouldn't say that, but there's been questions from time to time about the ability to keep players healthy, what's going on there, especially running backs, Kittle at times, players on the defense, just a number of issues and quarterbacks. And um, a quarterback has been a key piece of that and can obviously elevate your team immediately. There's always been questions about Jimmy Garoppolo, even the year he got them to the Super Bowl. There's been questions about him ever since. Trey Lance, we have no idea. He is still a blank slate. And again, he's played a handful of games as a starter going back to his college days for four years by the time he's healthy again this upcoming spring, hopefully. Brock Purdy clearly showed his limitations when he played a great defense in the playoffs in the Cowboys, although he'd be the front runner, I think. Um, heading into uh, this upcoming season if things stayed as they are. But if you want to raise your level, Aaron Rodgers uh, heading back to the West Coast in his home state, I think would be a huge uh, level raiser. Obviously, I don't think I need to state that. Tom Brady, um, obviously limited by not being able to move out of the pocket in a league where all but like three or four starters have that ability now. But I think on a team like this, he is clear-cut in his decision-making and his ability. I think some of the throws are fading just a touch here and there. You can see him in high-pressure situations fading a bit here and there. But he's better than any of these guys. 
So as much as you like all of your options, if you are a step away from the Super Bowl like they are now, sometimes you need just a little bit more, and the quarterback position right now is where they would get that. And Tom Brady is that, and Aaron Rodgers is certainly that. And um, I think that's what they should do in this offseason, personally. I think that'd be massive. Game 2, 23-20, Chiefs over the Bengals. A Burrow had Jamar chase for two big catches early, goes to him a third time, feeding him the ball, and almost gets intercepted. Uh, we can see early on the crowd noise is going to be a big, big problem. He's having a hard time communicating, uh, but they did end up getting a first down for the Bengals, and they got a good run in there with Mixon, so it looks like it's going to be a successful running day but that kind of goes away uh, later in the game. Uh, Kansas City has their opening drive. It looks like running the ball will be a struggle, and that continues to be a running theme. Uh, Kansas City finishes 20 rushes for 42 yards, 2.1 per carry is the final tally. Bengals, 17 for 71 yards, 4.2 per carry. A few of those were uh, Burrow rushes, a big 14-yarder in there for Burrow as well late in the game. Kelsey and the running back Pachenko, the running back, each have a big 16-yard catch to get the first drive going for Kansas City. Obviously, the ankle coming in is a big problem for Mahomes, and he seems to be getting along okay, although not very fluid in the pocket. And Kelsey had back spasms during the week. He looked okay during the entirety of the game. Uh, Tooney had a touchdown grab uh, late in the drive that was dropped. So Kansas City gets a field goal in their first drive. Uh, they later get one in their second uh, as well. But the Bengals' second drive, uh, Sneed was hurt in the secondary, leaving a bunch of rookies in the back end there for Kansas City. And uh, a delay a game there for the Bengals. They a couple of sacks, making it three total uh, for the Bengals halfway through the first quarter. Lots of pressure on that uh, offensive line with a couple starters out still and just a lot of damage to Joe Burrow not be able to hear, not being able to get good protection, and that was a recurring theme throughout the entire night there. Uh, so Mahomes was able to do a couple different things the next drive down, a couple of those end-around handoffs. Uh, Kelsey was trying to do a little lateral pitch back that didn't uh, go as planned after reception, just to try and do a few different things. Mahomes also does one of those inside pitches when they get down to the goal line that's almost picked off. But nothing was really successful. They still can't run the ball. Um, so it's just passes down the field uh, that works out to their um, benefit there. Uh, Pachinko appears to break a big touchdown run, but a penalty wipes it out and pushes them back. So they have to settle for another field goal. So two red zone trips, and it's 6 nothing. So at this point, you kind of look and see, looks like Kansas City's dominating. But the Bengals, if they can get some some protection and some guys open downfield and anyone other than Jamar chase the ball because no other receivers have touched it, that perhaps they have a chance to pretty easily get back into the ball game. So Boyd is the key target during the next drive. Two big catches for 40 combined yards to help move them down the field. Burrow takes another sack there. They're playing from behind the sticks most of this game. They face like a third and over 10 yards multiple times. Uh, they eventually do make it down to the red zone in, I believe it's their third drive. Uh, Burrow had a great throw just over the defense in between the outstretched arms of Hayden Hurst as he's diving towards the back of the end zone, and he can't bring it in, so they have to settle for a field goal there to make it a 6-3 to game at that particular point. Now, Kansas City gets Vantless Scantley, uh, Scantley, I always get that wrong, the former Packer involved. Um, not a lot of receiving 
weapons, especially as we go through the game for Kansas City. And you have to remember, Kelsey was hyper-targeted last game against Jacksonville. Once that injury was sustained by Mahomes, he was the most trusted weapon, the easiest check down as well. 17 targets the other week, so uh, he was going to be targeted as well quite a bit here, despite his uh, back injury. He ended up tied with eight targets, along with uh, Vantless Scantley. Once you start to get more involved here, he had a couple catches for 40 total yards as well. And also, I believe he finished this one. So this was a drive finished with a touchdown by Kelsey. On a fourth and one on their own 23-yard line, they decide to go for it, and Kelsey's wide open in the end zone. Of course, didn't expect them to go for a pass. They're expecting perhaps a run play, and Mahomes instead rolls out to the right, and that aspect looks like it was certainly expected from the offensive side, but it looks like Kelsey kind of ran open down there, and they kind of made the play up on the fly, him and Mahomes, other than that, getting open into the end zone for a touchdown there and one-on-one matchup that he's, of course, going to win as the bigger, stronger guy. With about five minutes to play before half, we've got Tony Romo stating how big it would be for Kansas City to stop the Bengals and get the ball back, possibly score again before halftime because they'll get the ball back and receive the second half kickoff. So Burrow comes out, throws a pick. I believe it's a tipped ball. I believe both of his interceptions were tipped. And it's returned to Cincinnati territory just past midfield. And the Chiefs really can't move it an inch couple errant throws by Mahomes, and uh, Bengals get the ball back after a punt, and their offense about stalls out again until a big 29-yard pass interference play with Joe Burrow pitching the ball downfield uh, gets them way towards midfield then um, and continuing the drive, so they end up getting a couple shots at the end zone, have to settle for a field goal. Uh, it ends up with a third down, four seconds left in the red zone there. So they do kick a field goal to make it 13 to six at the half, a one possession game. Neither team, of course, can run the ball. And it uh, looks like Burrow might be starting to get a little bit, not more comfortable, um, but can find a couple more guys and get his weapons going a little bit there uh, on the Bengals side, getting Higgins and Chase and Boyd and Hurst a couple targets. Although we have multiple injuries here on both sides continuing to accumulate besides the uh, Mahomes hobbling a little bit. Coming out of the half, Kansas City has to punt. Uh, they stall out, and they give it to the Bengals, who then go down for a game-tying touchdown. Higgins has a great touchdown catch, high-pointing the ball from outside of the red zone to 20-something-odd yard uh, completion there. Bengals had made some adjustments, leaving uh, running backs back to provide additional protection. They were able to slow down Chris Johnson in that pass rush just a little bit, sometimes. It's not a consistent um, stoppage there, but they will stop the bleeding a little bit from Burrow constantly getting pressure in his face there, uh, often from four-man fronts, so it was just not uh, not going to work at all if they didn't make some adjustments there. And uh, you started to see all the receivers get into the mix there. Now, Kansas City's second drive, um, a non-contact. Uh, Mahomes started to look like he was suffering a little bit of pain, and that was really the only time he looked completely uncomfortable. You could see that he was not dragging the leg, but a little ginger at times and just a little not quite right until the last play when he was running around a little bit. Uh, Vantless Scantley became more apparent on this play. Another uh, catch that he turned up field for 20 plus yards and he did score uh, a big touchdown on a bullet plat pass to, to put them up 20-13 on this drive as well. Now Hartman was hurt on this play. Tooney was hurt earlier. Juju apparently had a knee issue and he was out uh, after appearing earlier in the game. 
So the weapons were starting to thin out, and it turned into the uh, VS and the uh, Kelsey show there for the Chiefs. Now, Burrow continued to face pressure. Uh, Boyd then was hurt, and he was out, so that limited them to kind of Higgins. And Chase is the two big weapons there, and you could see kind of the chess match as the defense continued to sometimes double those guys. And offensively, they moved them around into different bunch formations to try and free them up and confuse the defense a little bit on defensive assignments. So it was interesting to see those pointed out as well on the broadcast. Now, they would have had another long, well, they had a third and 17, another third and 10 plus yards after a number of penalties. It seemed like they were going to get stopped again. And Cincinnati converted a big play. It's like, it seemed like the 20th play of the night, a third and plus yardage um, on, on third and a little super long. And I believe that was Hayden Hurst with the catch. They were able to continue to put a drive together for a little bit before punting it back. Kansas City was able to put another long drive together, tight end heavy. They had to switch formations for a little bit there into the back end of the third quarter. We had the weird fumble here. Patrick Mahomes goes to throw a quick pass and just kind of flings the ball out of his hand. Uh, The Bengals fall on it here. Actually, the first fumble in the postseason for Patrick Mahomes. So just, just a really weird looking thing. They get stuck on fourth down again on the 41-yard line, and Burrow hits Chase all the way down on the seven-yard line to convert a fourth down. Another one where they're going way downfield on a fourth down to convert. Uh, It was obviously Kansas City earlier in the game, and we saw the Eagles do it in their game as well uh, with Devontae Smith. But uh, just not something you're necessarily familiar with seeing, but probably more familiar in today's NFL fourth and five, fourth and one, fourth and seven, and you're throwing the ball 20, 30 yards downfield. So great conversion there, and they set up a touchdown to tie to open up the fourth quarter. It's Perrine, the running back, that takes it up the middle to score the game-tying touchdown. The next Chiefs drive in the fourth quarter is something crazy. Uh, The Bengals force a fourth down with the Chiefs unable to move the ball yet again. And the officials come out and state that they're redoing the play because the clock was incorrect. So they're straight up redoing the entire play because the whistle had sounded previous to that. And it's shown where the, a back judge from way behind the uh, defensive secondary runs out onto the field to make the call. But no one can hear it because of the noise in the stadium. None of the officials see it, coaches. It's just very strange because they run an entire play. And the punt team comes out to punt the ball away because it's fourth down. And then they say, no, we're fixing the clock and not for this play, but for the previous play, we're rewinding and undoing, you know, take the punt team off, forget fourth down, forget the third down play. We're wiping that out. We're rewinding all the way back, like two minutes of real time action here. So it's just an extremely bizarre event and uh, it, it's what was supposed to happen, but it was just a horrible way of handling it um, from some poor, really poor officiating again. It just doesn't seem that difficult to see some of these things. And you certainly have a number of officials um, from other sites watching a number of different camera angles. And I don't know why you can't get this shit right and get in their ears and say, hey, let's stop this now. End the play now. Blow whistles now. Get the guys off the field now. Don't respot the ball and let the next play continue. Let's Let's get this right. Just does not seem that difficult. So Bengals coach Zach Taylor is rightfully losing his mind on the sideline. And the Chiefs run their second third down play. And this time Mahomes is sacked. But unfortunately, Eli Apple 
the corner for the Bengals is called for holding. So actually, Kansas City gets an automatic first down on the play, and they will get to continue their drive. Now, this ultimately ends in a punt, goes back to the Bengals with under 10 to play, and sets up another interesting final sequence. Uh, Burrow takes up from inside his own 20-yard line. He does run for a big first down, takes a couple shots downfield, hits his receiver in the head with one ball, and is picked off on another great defensive play on the other. So then Kansas City sets up on their inside of the 20, just not great execution by the Bengals overall. Boyd was out uh, with an injury. It left them with Higgins and Chase, who were being covered pretty well, and Hurst. And Hurst was not as involved, so they just weren't able to scheme these guys open and get the drive uh, to keep it going. So Kansas City sets up inside the uh, 20-yard line. Pachenko breaks a couple tackles, gets a big call. There's a weird past interference call that keeps the uh, the drive alive. There's a, a call that the Bengals decline on past interference. It would have made it third and long. So inside, they decline it to make it fourth down for the Chiefs driving inside Bengals territory. And rather than go for it, the Chiefs punted back in a tie game so that the Bengals set up with about 2.30 to go inside the seven on the seven yard line chase catches the ball for big first down and then they let the clock drain all the way to two minutes and then coming out of the two minute warning it's kind of a disaster after that burrow gets some pressure on first down gets a couple yards second down he gets called for intentional grounding throwing the ball short of the line of scrimmage looks like he might have hurt his hand on that but it doesn't really matter after this particular point Third and 16, he's able to find Hurst, who has a little pocket. Just bad coverage on that. Yet another third and super long conversion. And then Burrow gets sacked a few plays later by Chris Johnson. Uh, The Chiefs, again, just trying to take the weapons away. The offensive line starting to fall apart. And they punt it back to Kansas City. 30 seconds left. Sky Moore returns at 27 yards all the way to the Chiefs' 47-yard line right around midfield. They have one timeout left. I don't know why you kick it to a guy down there and don't just boot it out of bounds to kind of limit the uh, potential danger of a return there and force them to drive the length of the field for a potential game-tying, game-winning field goal. Uh, They had a rough play in there, six yards, nine seconds, burned a timeout. Not a good play for Kansas City there limited on all those resources and Bengals brought pressure on second down to force a throw away third down Mahomes scrambled for the first down and his only real run of the day and he was hit as he hit the first down marker which would have made it long field goal range anyways and there are only eight seconds left but this is where the big play came defensive end Joe Osai the young man from Texas missed his rookie year last year due to a torn meniscus and hurt himself again on this play, but hits Mahomes on the white line, clearly going out of bounds. So they tack 15 more onto the end of this play for an intentional late hit, and they set up for a game-winning field goal by Butker. Eight seconds left, uh, 45-yarder, and it goes in for Kansas City for the win. If that uh, penalty doesn't happen, you wipe that out. They're kicking like a 60-yarder. And maybe they run one more play to try and get it uh, a touch closer, just a quick one out of bounds, get a few more yards on there. Uh, It was apparently very windy, so even if they do get stuck where they are kicking the ball 60 yards, maybe they make it, maybe they don't. Uh, Then it goes to overtime. 
The new overtime rules give each team a possession rather than the weird uh, touchdown first, ends the game kind of deal. So we didn't get to see that. And uh, Osai's late hit didn't necessarily end the game, but it sure set it up on a platter for Kansas City to come away with a victory. So that is very unfortunate. And um, he was certainly crying on the sideline afterwards. Again, may have re-injured himself after missing his entire rookie year last year. And uh, not a great scene there. Not a way you want uh, the game to end, I don't think, either side. You want it to be because of a football play and not because of a a dumb penalty like that. Uh, Coming away, uh, neither team could run the football. Uh, Lots of penalties, continued drives for both teams. Uh, There's the stat going around that uh, Kansas City had a hobbled tight end, hobbled quarterback, missing like its top four receivers, best linebacker, best corner. And that is fantastic. Uh, You have to take into account, too, though, that Cincinnati is missing two or three linemen, uh, one of its top receivers, a couple guys as well, and playing in the loudest environment, one of the loudest in the entire NFL. So, all things considered, this was still a coin flip game. Now, Patrick Mahomes, 29 for 43, 326 yards, two touchdowns. Only 7.6 yards per toss, right? Trying to get it out a little bit quicker to not face that pressure. Uh, Scantley finished with 116 yards on six catches and a touchdown. Kelsey had 78 yards on seven catches and a touchdown, so those weren't too far off. And Pachenko had uh, five catches for 59 yards and only 10 carries for 26 yards, just nothing on the ground. Burrow had one touchdown and two picks, 270 yards, 6.6 yards per uh, per throw there. Just ended up trying to get it away as well, but had a couple big throws converting third and super long, 26 for 41, five times sacked for 32 yards. That's insane. And then uh, no ground game there at all. I don't know what happened to Mixon. Eight carries for 19 yards. Just kind of went away from him. Uh, P. Ryan, uh, P. Ryan, P. Ryan, uh, five carries for 22 yards and a touchdown there. Just a tough day. Higgins, six for 83 and a touch. Chase, six for 75. Boyd, two for 40 on that one drive before going out. So just a, just a, a fortunate way for the game to end, I think. Again, you don't want to see it end on a penalty that gives a great advantage to one team. I don't take much negatively away from the Cincinnati Bengals. Patrick Mahomes may have been injured in this, but uh, Joe Burrow, who may be the second best quarterback in the league behind Mahomes, had a lot of protection issues, had an offensive line that could not open run lanes, had an offensive line that was committing penalties because they couldn't hear anything. So he had very little protection. The, the offense was defense was able to tee off on him, even with four man fronts. Actually faced a lower pressure rate than he did against the Buffalo Bills and had a lot more problems. So as much as Patrick Mahomes was hobbled and limited limited the offense in that in that capacity, Joe Burrow had a lot more problems in this particular game. So I don't take a whole lot away from that. You'd rather have a healthy offensive line, healthy weapons as well. I mean, and not be playing on the road, but somebody has to. So I don't take a whole lot away negatively from the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, they're a team that uh, used great timeouts, put a great draft together before the first half of the game, seemed to have a good coaching staff, seemed to do what they could with the offensive line and additional protections and additional adjustments. So just a great staff there. Can't wait to see what they do next season. So the Super Bowl is set. Both of these teams, recent winners, obviously. 2018 was the Philadelphia Philly Special, 41-33 over New England. And of course, Kansas City's came in 2020, 31-20 over San Francisco. 
So that's what we have on deck here. We have the Kelsey brothers. Of course, one of the big storylines here, they're playing each other, Travis and Jason Kelsey. Andy Reid was coach of the Philadelphia Eagles for 14 years, of course, before heading to Kansas City. So we have that storyline as well. The line on this game is currently leaning the Eagles way, and I imagine that could flip a lot in the next two weeks, depending on health, which will be a big storyline going into the game. Currently, we have Chiefs plus 110, Eagles minus 130, a two-point spread and an over-under of 50. I believe that's changed from even uh, an hour previous to this podcast. As people are starting to jump on it early, of course, we'll get um, all kinds of the specials uh, and money being pushed around to bet this game, of course. The timetable for Patrick Mahomes' type of ankle injury, I believe, was three to six weeks. The Super Bowl will make it about week three, give or take days, a couple days. But um, he won't be fully healthy. According to that uh, measure of time, probably uh, Kelsey's back problems, all the receiver injuries, reads, uh, the safety's injury as well. So all the problems that they've had two weeks to get healthy, hopefully they will be in decent shape. And then the Eagles, who've basically had a cakewalk uh, playing the Giants um, in the second round there, uh, blowing them out after beating them twice in the regular season. And the Giants, being a well-coached team, but not as talented a team, that was pretty easy. And then playing a 49ers team, which wasn't able to throw the ball at all in the second half, just a, I mean, a layup, a layup, walk, cakewalk here after an easy regular season schedule to lock up the number one seed and play at home throughout the playoffs. Just uh, doesn't get much simpler than that for the Eagles. Health helps get you to the Super Bowl as well. They've been a relatively healthy team, uh, although Jalen Hurts has claimed that his shoulder still hasn't been right. He's looked fine so far, although he hasn't needed to close out the last couple games. So I assume that he will continue to work towards wholeness as well as we get closer to the Super Bowl. But it should be a great game again. Uh, I think if the Chiefs are healthier, I would lean their way. I think that the uh, trenches for, I mean, that's where the game will be won or lost. And I think the Philadelphia has a little bit of a advantage there, but it's sure hard to overlook Patrick Mahomes if he's decently healthy. And Travis Kelsey uh, cannot be covered. Vantless Scantley, Scantley has come along quite a bit in that receiving core. Uh, Chris Jones has been difficult to defend at all. Um, but man, the Eagles have looked very good for most of the year. So it'll be a great Super Bowl. Don't have a ton of opinions on it right now with everyone being injured. And uh, I just think a healthy Patrick Mahomes is very difficult to stop. But there'll be a lot of great storylines. Rihanna's back on the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll see if that's followed up with more music or not. Of course, she had her first child with ASAP Rocky recently, and she's been out of music for a very long time. It'll be nice to see her at the halftime show. But that is all I have for now. Thank you very much for listening. I'll catch you next time.